On this episode of Why'd You Bring That Up, we talk about a lot of death and the Orlando Screwjob. Woo! I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused, brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. I'm Will. I'm Taylor. And this is another episode of Why'd You Bring That Up, if you didn't hear that about 45 seconds ago. But uh, yeah, we're here, and we have no fucking birthdays for you this week. Uh, but I do have a lot of death to talk about, so <laughs> do you want to get right into that, Taylor? All right, Grim Reaper, hit us with it. Oh, man, I don't pick history. History picks itself, I guess, uh, is a good way to put it. Wise words, man. So 37 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, David Alex Atticuson, best known as the Yellow Rose of Texas David Von Erich, uh, he died on tour in Japan. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding this death. I've watched a couple different things on the Von Erichs, and that whole family is super, super sad. We've talked about it before, remember? Yeah, we have. And so were they all different roses? What was the other one? Red tornado? Something like that, if I remember correctly. Uh, I sound like an absolute douche. I need to do some research on my own and not ask you over the microphone. I'm sorry, Von Eric family. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, this whole family is surrounded in death. And if I remember correctly, there was potential drug abuse involved in this, oh, no. but nothing's confirmed. So I got their name wrong, and you accused them of drug abuse. Well, I didn't accuse them, but I mean... <laughs> they hate us already. That is a well-known... There's uh, a one of our two of them left, right? There's one. And his sons are wrestlers. Okay, cool. So we got a new crop of Von Erichs running around. Yeah, I think it's Kevin Von Erich, if I remember I'm correctly. I'm all down. Didn't one of them like our tweet one time? Uh, Yeah, maybe. I'll give him a hug. All right, cool. You're you're a Von Erich guy now? I'm a Von Erich guy. If he liked our tweet, I'm a Von Erich guy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Taylor's a number one Von Erich stand now. You've heard it first. All right, so let's talk about another death. Uh, 18 years ago today in Tampa, Florida, pretty local, Curtis Henning was found dead. That sucks. Mr. Jesus, Perfect, Will, baby. this is mad depressing. Why are you doing this to us? Because I'm just about ready to flip the script and talk about Tampa again. Uh, did you hear that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Super Bowl champions? Bro, we were so close to Titletown. Do you realize how close we were to Titletown? Yeah, the race fucked it up. But they, honestly, can we just count it? Because it's unparalleled that they would even make it to the World <laughs> Series. Can so, we just count it? I guess, yeah. Champa Bay, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know this isn't wrestling related. But we uh, have them um, sitting around with uh, gold necklaces on because the city we live in is Champa Bay now. Ooh, let me get me some tea with my pinky out. You're drinking champagne. Ooh, I got the uh, ski goggles. I loved the watching all the press conferences with their ski goggles. Yeah. Also, Carlton Davis definitely smoked a cigar during his press conference. He should, man. He's a champion. That's what champions do. They smoke cigars. I love it. And uh, did you see a couple of them ended up at Disney World the next day? They lived out that whole dream. Hell yeah. Social distancing at Disney World, I hope. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you want to go ahead and bring it up then? Because uh, you have brought something to the table today, Taylor. I have. I have. I want to talk about the Orlando Screwdrop. If you don't know what it is, Will would like to give you an explanation, and if he doesn't, I'll give you an explanation. Well, I just want to go ahead and put this out there. We have found little to no information about this on the Internet, but 
there are people claiming that this is not a work. And uh, I want to let you know, this is totally bogus bullshit. Okay, it is a work. That being said, there are definite real elements to this story that don't seem to coincide with the actual story. So while people do say it's it's not a work, it's a work, it's not a work, it's a work, because a lot of times you don't see someone literally spit in someone's face without fist really being thrown. Well, I think it's just because the they don't know how to write drama these days. I'll tell you, we've talked about it before. People don't really make these fights worth shit. They're but, like, hey, I'm going to wrestle you because it was announced on the internet five hours ago that I was going to wrestle you. So I'm going to wrestle you and I might win, but I'm going to follow the finish. All I have to say, though, is I felt real heat in my blood. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a while since I've seen someone cut a live promo or a promo at all. And I felt like that fire in my body. You know what I mean? And Kurt was really mad. Like, there's no way to fake it. And everybody was saying he's a bad actor. He's a bad actor. Hulk's a bad actor. But Kurt is not. Well, Eric Bischoff is also not the world's greatest actor. Because, so, like, there's follow-up. And the next week, Mick Foley's involved. And there's some really bad blood face paint and all that And honestly, stuff. like, that whole... he. So the funniest thing about it is is the joke is it's a straight rib on the Montreal Screwjob. So they get the same referee... Oh yeah, it's it's funny. That's a funny idea, and that's how you know it's a rib because there's no way that that happens with the same guy twice. But he, it's pretty funny, dude. Like honestly, people are pissed maybe because it breaks some wrestling codes or something. Well, it was poorly handled because you look at the show that it was on, and from all reports, not a great show. And then the following week, they literally pay it off. And it's not even like a satisfying payoff. But they could have paid it off so good, dude. They could have, and they totally and they could have brought AJ back in, dude. Like they were, they were the steeple poles of the company at that time. Kurt and AJ. So you ready for me to drop a bomb on you? You'll never believe my favorite piece of shit actually was a part of this. Who? Vince Russo, baby. Was he really? He was a writer for TNA in that era. Damn. So, uh, I, this this era of Hulk Hogan, like, makes me really really sad. Like, I don't know what year he did the racist shit, but I'm pretty sure it was after this. This is, like, almost as sad as the racist shit. Like, this whole era of Hulk Hogan just makes me really fucking sad. He was not in a good place. I mean, I... I think he was going through a divorce, if I'm not mistaken, and I also don't think he was medically cleared to wrestle. I enjoy TNA, don't get me wrong. I have been an avid fan of TNA, but I am the first to admit there have been high spots and there's been definite low spots. And when Hulk Hogan was running amok, there was a lot of low spots simply because of him. I'll but they did bring out some real gold out of there. That Bubba Ray promo came out of this, too. Oh, yeah, but that was a little bit further down the line. Not much. This is 2010. What was that? Probably like 2013, 2014? Something like that. It's possible. I don't so know. I don't think it was much after this. I mean, you had the same kind of Hulk. I mean, I just want... I hate this. Like, at first it was cool, the NWO shit. But at this time, it's like it's over and it's like it's gone too far. Like maybe he should have just went back. That's why I feel like they could have turned him back babyface and took him back blonde. You know what I mean? How dope would that have been? Well, you have X Pac and uh, Scott Hall like lingering around as well throughout this whole thing. And They're Scott Hall, something else, aren't they though? Isn't X Pac like six Pac? Yeah, six pack or something like that. Six and then, pack. <laughs> six pack. Six pack. <laughs> six pack and Scott Old. But, dude, Scott Hall looks like absolute fucking shit. He's bloated and, like... <laughs> I was watching some, like, 
vignettes of him the other day. You know, they put those match vignettes where it'll show everyone and they'll like be moving while they're and it'll say the match that they're in and their names and shit like they used to do on Raw. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it was one of those and it was like Stone Cold versus Scott Hall. All right. And he's like, hey. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, Scott Hall? Quit being an idiot. Let's take this down for a fucking walk. Let's talk about it. Scott Hall. Why the fuck were you doing anything on TV? Why did you want to be seen? It's like Jake the Snake now on AEW. He gives me real bad drunk vibes in he, this era. Like, I'm I don't sure know he if fucking he's a drunk, is. but he gives me real bad drunk vibes. Like drunk, like saloon guy vibes. You know he, what I mean? He was like, on all kind of drugs. He's the kind of guy you'd see watching NASCAR and fucking reminiscing about the good old days, like sitting on a fucking this, patio this, chair. All three, all three of them, even the sex executioner makes me sad during this era. They, you could tell these were dudes who were past their prime, who had major name value for no good fucking reason other than they were popular. But they weren't not- giving them the storylines for what their face value acquires. Is the whole problem with this is because Kurt is perk Kurt at this time? Oh yeah, definitely. But at the same time, he's also good. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's really, really good. He is, but you can definitely see his body starting to transition to how it looks now because he looks weird as fuck these days. Mm. And it's because all these steroids are wearing off. His body is starting to deteriorate because he's treated it like shit. Like, I'm not... This is not me talking crap about Kurt Angle whatsoever, but this is a reality of the fucking wrestling business. These people are going out there and wrestling injured, just like with fucking football. There were people on both teams in the Super Bowl who were literally legitimately fucking injured. There are people are talking about Patrick Mahomes. Like he has a not he's a career be, ending he's going injury. To surgery. He's getting so, surgery. Mean, but there are people like this is a major like injury and people aren't even they're dismissing it because it's Patrick Mahomes. But then uh, you look at the fucking Bucks defensive line. The sticky thing that, that goes on here, though, is because he played with an injured foot that he needed surgery on, it makes me nervous that he might go the route of Andrew Luck. Because that's what Andrew Luck did, is he tried to play a couple extra games in there and ended up like seriously hurting himself. And nobody could figure out what was wrong with him. And he spent like four or five years in and out of hospitals. And like he can play, he can't play, no one's really sure. And like... <clears throat> It's scary to think that maybe the best quarterback most of us have ever seen. I don't know if you agree with that, but he's one of the most talented. Oh, yeah, no, he's phenomenal. And if it's a talent standpoint, he's one of the most talented guys I've ever seen play. And it's you apply the same concept to wrestling as you see these people working fucking hurt. Like CM Punk, for a perfect example, we talked about last week. You know, he was working hurt. That was part of the reason why he left, because he was fucking injured and going in night after night. Working with these injuries and but putting himself in more damage. But most of these guys are mentally stigma to do that. Like, if you don't go and work hurt, you're not a man or you're not tough or you're not part of the business. You know what I mean? Like You're not taking one for the team. Yeah, right, right. And it's, it's stigma of wrestlers to work hurt. And it's also something that maybe we shouldn't do. Well, I agree wholeheartedly. But who are we to say, well, like, what can we do to make that change? We can't. We can't. I don't wrestle and you don't wrestle. Exactly. And even then, there's such a... Shoot me up, baby. I'm going in. There's a situation in the WWE where they have these, you know, tactics. And I don't want to say that they are intentional, but who's to fucking say? I don't work backstage. But they have these ways to kind of put that pressure like, hey, if you want to continue with this push, I'm going to need you to work. Like, you can do it, right? And they'll be like, yeah, but I'm in fucking immense pain. And who knows? I might and further injure myself and they'll be like all right well you're good now right and that's kind of the situation you find wrestlers in and then you have these people just pushing themselves to the limit each and every single day 
and potentially taking years off their life. And some people prefer it that way, but like, I'm going to be honest with you. If you told me Jeff Hardy lived past 65, 70, I would be fucking shocked. He might. He might. It's he possible. might not be pretty at past 60 or 70, but he Exactly. Might. But, like, that's let's kind of take it into a further context. It, would he be living, quote-unquote, right. yeah, at that he's point? Gonna be in this, if he's a fucking vegetable at 71. Well, like, he'll be hurt. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I just find this very, very interesting. So what I need to know is I have put together a couple different scenarios on the reason that this ended up like it did. Okay. So here's my first one. Hulk Hogan is not ready to put anybody over. Okay. So he does not want to do this match because he doesn't feel like it's his place to put Kurt Angle over at his age. That's option number one. Okay. Option number two is Hulk Hogan gets his feelings hurt because the spit in the face wasn't planned. And he does not want to work with Kurt. You're saying that's like a real shoot? I think that the beginning is not real. But I think that Kurt gets so into character that he doesn't exactly realize what he's doing. And he hocks a loogie into Hulk's well, face. The, the spit, spitting was a part of the original one, so I felt like it was written in. I feel like it was to a T supposed to be written like the original screw job. And that's why it's definitely worked because it's to a T the original screw job, but on a much smaller scale. I mean, that's TNA for you though. I know, but it's like the angle wasn't worked well. Like it was just like, Hey, Kurt angles here and he's upset at AJ Styles. And let's talk about AJ Styles and Ric Flair for a moment. You have these, see, hold on. Let's actually talk about bigger picture. This was a roster though. This is what upsets me though, is you have all these old heads coming in and going like, Hey, you want to know how to get these guys over? Let's give them our gimmicks. And you give them these people's gimmicks and try to, like, form fit them to these gimmicks. And, like, I get it. Sometimes repeating history works. I saw it more as a joke, though. Like, I didn't see this as a serious storyline. Just I've, like most everything in Impact is, I see this as a huge joke. If you want me to be 100% honest with you, I feel like Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and all of them came in and got legitimately like hey you want to get these guys over this is how you do it like this is going to be great television because they're so like and i hate to say this conceited they think that you use the same formula and if you execute it right and they felt that that was executing it fucking right if you execute it right it will be successful time and time again and you have these people like AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Even at his worst, he's still significantly better than so many other people. Like, even now, you give him fucking dirt, and he'll turn it into gold. And that's what he's doing on Monday Night Raw. But that's why he was the staple head of this company at this point in time. That's oh. why he was fighting for a championship, is because he was better than everybody else. Well, he was a champion, wasn't he? He was. It was between him and Kurt. They tossed back and forth those Oh, yeah, years. Kurt was the champion. Kurt was the champion. Okay, yeah, that's correct. And AJ stole the title. With a weird tap out that wasn't a tap out. That's essentially what it was. Just like the screw job. Well, my guy just took the fucking paycheck. He admitted it the next week. <laughs> Earl Habner, you now, selfish son of a bitch. That's where it gets weird because that is some of the worst acting I've ever seen from Hulk Hogan. And I've seen him in movies and not been disappointed. Don't you lie to me. I will tell you that Three Ninjas High Noon is one of my favorite movies. No, and it's he's not. He's a staple in that movie. It's not. You've you never love, seen that. You love Hulk Hogan, and you love the Three Ninjas. Don't you lie. I've never seen that movie. You're fucking up. There's a theme park 
Hulk Hogan is a stage guy that works as a, on a Okay, on I a think show. I already vaguely remember this. And then they, the terrorists farley in it. T- no, terrorists take over the theme park, and the three little kid ninjas have to stop the terrorists and save the world. I feel like it's one of those like movies that you saw on cable in the middle of the day on like well, TBS. Well, it was Three Ninjas Three. Okay. Was it the first or second one? It was the third one. Okay, so and it was Hulk a three piece. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's. And the first one's awesome too, though. If you haven't seen him, I'd recommend all those movies. Why? Because Three Ninjas is dope. And there's vague stoner references in every one of them, which are always funny in 90s movies. I'd rather just watch Idle Hands for stoner references. I don't need that. I don't know what that is. Doesn't You've sound... seen that movie. It has Seth Green in it. I don't know. The guy has a demented hand, and he cuts it off, and then Seth Green gets his head chopped See, off. See, I don't be watching things with severed hands. You know what I mean? I just be watching sitcoms, watching funny old movies with kids in them doing fun stuff, skateboarding and shit. How do you feel about the Big Show show? I love it. <laughs> but it's hilarious. There's no limbs getting cut off in the Big Show show. Just a funny guy with a bald head. You know that in the Christmas episode? Oh, God. <laughs> so every year, the Big Show plays Santa at the mall. What mall? Whatever mall he lives by. I don't know. I didn't watch it that closely. Cock and he gets hurt, Taylor. so his wife has to be Mrs. Claus in his place, but she's all crazy. Anyway, watch the Big Show show. I'd recommend it. Are you saying his wife is crazy? Are you on air admitting this? Well, it's not his real wife. It's a paid actor. No, it's his real wife. Maybe. I don't know what his real wife is or looks like. All right, so actually, we're really... We've gotten to a place right now. Okay, anyway, well, we're back to what we were saying. So do you think the Orlando Screwjob was a work? <laughs> it was not. Or it was. It was a work, yes. I don't know why I said it was not. Yeah, it was totally a work. Do you think that Hulk Hogan... It wasn't a good work. I'm going to say Do you think that. that if Hulk Hogan would have uh, shown some charisma and gotten a real fight with him and on that stage that night that they could have made that into a good match? Or do you think Hulk Hogan was too past his prime and it would have never worked? Hulk Hogan looked like a f- bat... Fat sack of shit. Fat, fat sack of shit? Yes. I like it. Hulk Hogan looked fucking horrible. He was bloated, and I did not want to watch him do anything. He is 60 plus 5 plus in this, correct? Okay. Give the man a break. No. Little old, little past his prime, wearing buckle jeans. Yeah, the affliction pants were real in that. <laughs> Samoa Joe also had affliction pants at that I time. I love it. I'm um, on the Samoa Joe train now. I'm going to need us to watch a lot more Samoa Joe in Season 2, SZN2. I've been telling you, uh, yeah, dude, we're going to go ahead and do it. Oh, we're going to get some of them in that second pay-per-view off the bop. Well, so let's go ahead and wrap this up because we've been here for like 20 minutes. I will say that speaking of Season 2, uh, I'm going to go ahead and officially announce the new title because... Uh, Taylor dropped it on Facebook the other day without realizing. Oh, shit. My bad. I didn't know we didn't already release it. I'm a fucking sack of shit. Dark shit. So uh, we will be officially rebranding the main podcast to Before You Were Jaded. So that'll be coming out at the end of the month. So go ahead and check that out. And we'll be watching some good old shit. We have a couple episodes already backlined for that. And then for now, you know, we're still putting these out every week. We're putting out the uh, Jaded Family Discussions bi-weekly. Kevin's got a show coming out. It'll be out here for you soon. And Taylor might have some shit to talk to you about. Yeah, we're coming up um, pretty soon with a lot of different shit. I hope you like it. Uh, we're reviewing some new pay-per-views for Season 2, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Also, new artwork, new uh, theme songs. We're doing all kinds of shit. Yeah, we want to shout out our boy Alde. Dude is absolutely killing it. He does artwork for us. I've seen him do a couple artwork for other podcasts and stuff like that. Just go support him and what he does. Man's extremely talented. And uh, shout out did, to the beat maker too, man. Shout him out. Oh, uh, my boy Brandon Odell. Uh, 
to be honest with you, I'm a horrible friend right now. I don't remember his DJ name, but I'll get that for you next week. Don't you worry, baby boys. And uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. How uh, you can find us at Jaded Rasslin at God Fairy at Taylor Hassler One. I'm thinking about changing my screen name. I might put it up a vote. Uh, ben Stiller sucks sixty nine. What do you think? I like that, but uh, I do like Ben Stiller. <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with Ben Stiller. I just think it's a funny name. But I couldn't think of anybody easier to pick on. Easily or easily or easily. Pick a wrestler. I don't know. Ooh, did you see that funny uh, video about? Uh, I don't have my phone on me, but it was a TikTok someone made, and it was like uh, one of the American Gladiators, and he talked just like Matt Riddle and I looked like him. And somebody said, "I found Matt Riddle's dad." Here you go. I hate Matt Riddle sixty nine. Speaking of Twitter names, before we get, uh, don't forget Kevin too at Job and Rogue. Hell yeah. Well, anyway, thanks guys for listening. We love you. Uh, call your dog or something. Yeah, tell your mom, dude. Uh, tell your your neighbor. Uh, there's probably a dude you see at a regular basis when you're like buying things at this gas station. We're gonna. I'm gonna. He should know. He should know about our podcast. I think. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Like I said, Spotify, whatever you get your stuff on. But we're gonna get out of here. Have fun. I'm about to beat Will again in Madden. So. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, (laughs) we'll see you. I think a jaded discussion is coming up tomorrow. Put it on wax. Yeah.